0: Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining
1: marketing podcast you're gonna put in your ears. I'm Jared Walls, associate producer and Starista's creative copy manager. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders to get their take on the current challenges of the market, but also have a little fun along the way. In this episode, Vincent and AJ chat with Kyle Bruccolari and Kenna Cooper, Vice President of Marketing and Director of Marketing at Gloriana. They explore the journey of creating a brand voice They balance the concept of accessible luxury. The duo also discusses how they trust email to build a close relationship with their customers. AJ enjoys some cooler weather, and Vincent wants to run on the beach. Give it a listen.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is it's the marketing stir. I am your host. Vincent Petrofessa with Starista, Identity Marketing Company. We help you get new customers, among other things, but that's all you really need to know right now. I, of course, am one of your hosts, the VP of B2B Products. Happy to be here. With me, as always, is my co-host, my co-pilot in work life, not in regular life, but in work life, my CEO, Mr. AJ Gupta. What's going on, AJ?
3: Hey, Vincent, we got a cold front in Texas. It's almost 85 degrees.
2: 85 <laughs> degrees. I'll take it. But that's only three days a year. So I won't take living there. But I'll take <laughs> visiting for these three days. That's about it.
3: Yeah, it's actually been raining for the last couple of days. So it's a, it's a welcome relief and change.
2: Well, not a huge hailstorm that you had that one time. I was like, what is happening to Texas? <laughs> it's just crazy out there. We have a first today on the marketing stir. The first is we are talking to, we're interviewing two people today. Uh, we thought it'd be an awesome idea. I love the, the takes of these two individuals at Goriana. Yep, I said it, Goriana. You'll find out more about that but we have two amazing guests today, and I'm really excited to have them here. Please help me welcome to the Marketing Stir, the Vice President of Marketing, Kyle Bruccoleri. Love that last name, Pietro Fessa. I'm not going to mess that one up, Kyle. And the Director of Marketing, Kenna Cooper. What's going on, you two?
0: Hi.
1: Hey, Vince. Hey, AJ. How are you guys doing?
2: Doing great. It's so great to have you two here uh, we've had the the pleasure of uh, you know talking to you before i love having you both here uh, i'm very familiar with this brand goriana for those who don't know goriana you know jewelry there's a uh, there's a store here in manhattan but many others but a huge two income. actually two ah i didn't see the second one yeah i just in uh, oh see brooklyn see i'm a manhattan guy i, I very rarely venture into brooklyn uh, you know, but yeah, Manhattan, I live downtown. I know it's, uh, you know, it's downtown one of them. And then, uh, but the e-commerce uh, platform uh, that you have is, is and what you're doing there is great. But before I get into that, why hear it from me? I'd love to hear your take, you know, Kyle and then Kenna, you know, tell me about your role there and tell me a little bit about Goriana.
1: Well, yeah, like you said, Vince, and, and thanks again for having us on. We really appreciate it. It's always exciting to, you know, to talk to, um, guys like you, and, and let you know what we're doing and how we're growing as a brand, and um, you know, really, really excited to be here. Um, but like I said, I'm the VP of Marketing. Uh, I lead the e-commerce and marketing departments, and you know, work very closely with Kenna to kind of craft our our message and our voice as a brand, and to really create a connection um, with 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 customers, and and really propel this brand forward. I think, you know, I started it roughly 18 months ago. Ken has been here for a few years and our goal is growth. Um, and which is kind of interesting for a brand like ours. It is it's not, we're not a startup. You know, we've been around for 15 years, you know, founded in 2004, 16 years now. And so, but we're really experiencing startup-like growth and it's a really exciting time for us to be here and and be, you know, at the forefront of the company. You know, as I like to tell the team all the time. You know, we're the marketing team. We are the first thing anyone sees, whether it's, you know, our content, our social media, our website, our stores. Um, you know, we lead all of that, and you know, we support each other, and you know, with the goal of continuing to ride that hockey stick upward.
2: Awesome. And, and Keta, tell us about, you know, your role there. And uh, well, I always like to ask this of, of all of our guests, talk about your role and then why marketing? How did you get into marketing?
0: Sure. Um, so my job at Goyana is to help lead the uh, branding and creative side of the marketing department. So Um, Not only are we brand protectors, but we produce every word and every image that um, is customer facing. So um, it's a really, like Kyle said, exciting journey for us. This company was predominantly wholesale for the last, Hmm. um, I would say, really 12 or so years. And we really made the switch uh, when I came on about three years ago. And it has been that upward journey to really create a brand story and a voice and a point of view. Um, so really proud of the te- of the job that the team's done, and uh, we are learning more and more about our customer every day and what they identify with and what they like. And it's super fun. Um, why marketing? I always thought I was going to be a magazine editor when I was growing up, <laughs> and then. Um, when I got to college, that was really when digital was taking over and print was rapidly declining. So I started taking classes in marketing because I identified that what I love about that was the storytelling. Um, so now here I am, it's, I've been out of school for seven years and I'm a professional storyteller of sorts. And it does feel like I made it to that editor job, um, because I'm constantly looking at our catalogs and our emails and our social and mm-hmm. our web assets and our ads and, and, and really driving into it with Kyle and uh, making sure that it all aligns with our branding.
2: I like that protector of the brand. That's, uh, that's the <laughs> first I heard that title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you're wearing gory Is that Goriana jewelry right there?
0: Yes, it is. I have our new Venice necklace on, a Parker gem, and my uh, Parker charm initial.
2: When I look at this jewelry, I I smile about it because I feel like I want to, like, run on a beach when I, when
0: (laughs) I, it's a weird thing to say. I don't think I've ever said that before.
2: (laughs) (laughs) AJ's laughing because I don't think I've ever said that before. It's, 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 to me, it's like, it's, it's fresh and it's affordable. I mean, it's, it's very affordable, uh, you know, the quality, it's like you get, it's kind of brings me to a happy place when, when, uh, when I see it, uh, you know, and tell me about, this is just me seeing it, but in, in both of your words, what do you think separates Goriana from, from other brands?
1: From my perspective, and obviously as a guy, right, and and having a different viewpoint than most women who is, you know, comprise the majority of our audience, right, although, you know, guys do wear our, our jewelry, I think it's, it's attainable. Um, it's accessible luxury. I think is one of the kind of phrases that we like to use because, like you mentioned, you know our price point isn't very high. It's very you know accessible to a wide you know variety of people, but you have that high end luxury feel to it, so you can look like a million bucks without spending that much, um, and I think that appeals to a lot of people. Um, You know, and I think it represents our core values as a brand, right? We're very inclusive, um, but also high end. You know, we're we're from Laguna Beach. Um, We're from California. And as a California-based brand, you know, there's, it's a melting pot. And so is our customer base. And we want to make sure that we represent, you know, those values of being inclusive and being welcoming, welcoming, but also being beachy and, and attainable, you know, everyone, you know, loves the beach or at least most people love the beach Mm and most people you know when you picture a vacation where do you picture you picture it on a beach somewhere and Mm -hmm. I think we like to be able to evoke that vibe and that feeling and like you said I mean it makes you feel good and you know and I think that's something a lot of our customers can relate to and when they when they wear our jewelry.
0: Yeah I was gonna say inclusive as well and, and I think that's really a breath of fresh air in our industry I mean we have a lot of competitors that Produce extremely similar product. Um, but the thing that Kyle and I really challenge the team to do is always speak in an approachable tone. And our tone is that that's between friends. So we want our brand to not only have approachable price points and approachable product, but We really don't want to be, you know, speaking in this holier than thou voice or in this fashion voice in our email or in any of our assets. We want to talk to you like we're your girlfriend. And that's where we're finding a lot of success and building a lot of community.
3: And was there something that happened that made you guys go from wholesale to more of the retail e-commerce strategy?
0: Yeah, so um, Kyle can speak on the nitty gritty, but I mean, just on a base level, we started to open our own stores. Um, the story is all the same with all of these brands that were once wholesalers and then have made the shift to D2C. DTC. Um, our wholesale partners are incredible and we're still with a lot of them. Um, however, they really were driving the messaging and driving the product and the production cycle. And so we wanted to really bring that in-house and take ownership of it. Um, So we started our store expansion um, in Laguna, right in the center of town, and then hit into LA and Venice and our first store in New York, and then have opened um, 15 stores since then in the matter of three years.
3: And do you kind of foresee continuing to just uh, going towards a D2C path only, or do you uh, see in the long term, having a mixture of both strategies? I think,
1: AJ, you know, obviously the business was founded um, wholesale, right? And existed as wholesale specifically for a very long time. And certainly, you know, was successful in that fashion. And When we got into Nordstrom seven or eight years ago, really put us on the map in terms of accessing a really wide audience, right? Nordstrom kind of represents... You know, accessible luxury across the country—it's where people go um, to shop and to experience a wide variety of different brands uh, to kind of personalize and customize their their style. So that was huge for us. But I, but I think it only made sense, you know, based off of customer feedback and the response to our products and our brand. It only made sense to expand and to create a more direct relationship with our customer through through d2c and to own more of that experience to you know own all those aspects you know from the packaging towards the in-store experience because that's you know people you know our customers wanted more and I think you know the expansion and continued expansion into d2c is just a realization of our avid customer base and building a community and building solid relationships with with our customers that you know, attract more people. Um, you know, into in, as into Goriana fans. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and talking, we were talking about before. You know, I, I again, I feel such like a you know a fresh vibe, like you said. You can wear it any time, but you you know the beach. You know, I, I don't like to focus too much on on the negative here, but you know, with people not vacationing as much as they normally would do, right? What has the focus been? Have you seen is still an uptick in, in in people still buying the jewelry and, you know, still wanting to feel like Beachy, wanting to still feel, you know, fresh and hip and, and maybe having it at a staycation sort of thing. Some thoughts I'll, around that.
0: Yeah, I'll speak to this. So um, we were also a little bit worried about that at the beginning of the pandemic. However, I think the shift has been to lean even more into where we're from and to really sell that dream and people want to escape. I mean, we're staring at screens all day long. We're here on this Zoom call. I mean, I'm working from home similar to everyone else. So if there's any sort of fantasy that we can provide people, we're happy to do so to make them smile. So we really have leaned into more of that lifestyle content um, and have welcomed people to Laguna virtually. So that's, that's been the plan.
1: Yeah, I think to elaborate on that, on on what what Kenneth said, it's really been about expanding on that sense of community. I mean, I think when the, I see billboards all the time, right, from the CDC saying alone together and and we are all separate, you know, right now or, or supposed to, you know, mind our distance really. And I think for our customers, right, it was really about having that empathy, understanding that we're all separate, we're all apart, but like, you know, we can really grow through our community and connections with one another as, as Goriana fans and really provide something as a brand that they're missing elsewhere. I mean, our our customers, you know, you could buy jewelry from anyone from anywhere, but you know, people gravitate towards our brand and we hope they do at least because of that sense of community and that vibration. They're not just getting another necklace or three, right? They're, they're getting that feel, that vibe, and they're getting all that, you know, that brand experience that, you know, we aim to show through our social media, our packaging, you know, our customer care, um, our stores, our retail associates, all of these touch points are designed to bring people into the fold and create a really positive experience that, you know, when you walk out of our store, when you open our box, when you talk to customer care, you know, you leave feeling good. And I think that impression, being part of that community has been really impactful um over the last six months
0: totally
3: and what are some of the marketing channels that are effective for you guys that you focus on
1: i think first and foremost the direct ones where we have the opportunity to build a really close relationship with our customers and that's email Um, you know i think one of the big emphases in the last um 18 months i know you know with Kenna even previously is to create a better connection and to create more meaningful touch points um, with, with our customers. And that's by giving them more content, but not just any content, quality content, content that they want. Um, stuff that, and, and Kenna will elaborate here, you know, can educate them on style and how to layer and, and so on. And I think that email has been, you know, a huge part of our growth in terms of retention and getting customers to come back and building our relationship with them. I think, you know, I can't understate how important it's been in terms of um, spreading awareness and, and maintaining and building on that, you know, the community and the relationship we're going for. But obviously we, from marketing channels, I mean, we do everything A to Z from, you know, Facebook and Instagram to Google to affiliate marketing. You know, we kind of cover every everything we can that we feel is a good touch point to not only attract customers, but to get them to come back as well
0: yep
2: and and what do you see you know this is something uh it's maybe a little off topic it's on top on topic for what we're talking about but maybe not marketing related what are some of the trends is uh in in jewelry right now is it layering only reason why i asked that is my wife had like on a few pieces and i was like look at you ll cool j herself like I, <laughs> when she was put, she was putting in a uh, this layering i have been noticing that more again it's this is the first in the marketing stare, uh, but i let's talk about it
0: sure um so layering is trending right now but that's a part of a bigger trend that we're seeing which is personalization Hmm. so especially in today's day and age where we are all on these zoom calls and you need to have a nice shirt on jewelry is an awesome way to not only feel put together but also to make make this whole look you um so we are seeing our customers really respond to uh, things like charms and engraving um, different color choices. And then with layering, I mean, the messaging that we're always leaning into is that, you know, not only does jewelry always fit, but um, you can make your own by mixing and matching and stacking to your heart's desire. And I think with our attainable price point, we make that easy. So Um, I mean, we're seeing a lot of, to get more granular, we're seeing uh, chain links trending. So um, anything from like a larger paperclip link, which is an elongated uh, elongated link to smaller little mini chains. We're seeing gemstones. So we incorporate a lot of genuine gemstones into our pieces. And then we're seeing dainty stacking rings. So we recently released a fine jewelry collection in august and people are really responding to that because those stacking rings um can be mixed and matched. like i said
2: i like that see we're getting deep here aj this this is the thing (laughs) i want to know though because you guys are learning
0: about some fashion well that's it and you know but but
2: like you said you know this yes this is you know a marketing podcast we get you know deep there but there's a lot of people there's people listening to this Uh, who wear jewelry. Uh, And there's people who, you know, are on Zoom calls and working from home and want to dress up a little bit. Maybe they're not buying uh, as much clothing as they normally would, but yeah, a little bit, uh, they could dress it up that way. Uh, You know, go ahead, AJ. Uh,
3: I was just going to say, I never even heard of you running, let alone running on the beach. And yeah, you're talking about layered jewelry, so this is progress.
2: This, I told you this is a lot of first today, and yeah, I run <laughs> on the beach, you know, but not so much in New York City beaches, I wouldn't do that, but yeah, no. no, you don't do that at all. But uh, well, one more for me, AJ. I, I, one, then sure. uh, I just want to back up a little bit because you know, the story of how the company started is very unique, right? It's not like one of the you know. It's not like you know some of those companies out there. this is it's a family company, right? Talk to me about the the owners of the company. Uh,
0: Jason and Goriana are the founders co-founders of Goriana. Um, they are a husband and wife team, like Kyle said, they started the company sixteen years ago. It was a mistake. Um, Goriana had been working the jewelry counter at Neiman Marcus while they tried to figure out what it is that they wanted to do with their lives and careers. She started making jewelry for her friends uh, based off some of the designs that she was selling at Neiman's and just kept having this idea that she could make jewelry at a more attainable price point. Um, So that eventually picked up steam. They ended up starting to shop some of her jewelry around to some of the local boutiques and then ended up driving over 50,000 miles across the country. Um, to get the jewelry into uh, different wholesalers. It's an awesome story. I mean, they have so many crazy memories about losing samples and being down to their like last dollar in the bank and losing um, all their trade show fixtures and, and just going back and forth across the country. And um, they made their first hire a few years in. Uh, She's also an incredible uh, driven woman. She's still with the company and they are still at the helm. So super involved every single day. Um, Goryana leads all of the product design and the creative vision. And then Jason is more um, in the nitty gritty and in the financials and uh, really touching everything from a high level uh, standpoint. So it's an awesome American dream story. Uh, we'd love to tell it and and the customers really resonated with it. And whenever she appears on social, um, for us, it's it's really impactful.
1: Yeah, I think, and to elaborate there, Vince and AJ, I think, you know, their story is a true entrepreneurship story. I mean, these are two people, again, who are young and, and like Kenna mentioned, you know, saw a gap in the marketplace and, you know, that there wasn't the attainable jewelry available. There wasn't at that price point that everyone could access and feel good and look good and where you could, you know, again, look like you're wearing a thousand dollar necklace for less than a hundred dollars. And so it's a story of, you know, how most entrepreneurs get started, you know, built on passion, built on hustle, I think more than anything, right? You know, when you talk about their early goings, how they traveled, you know, all over the country on their own, going to trade shows, selling jewelry. I mean, the business would not exist today if it, in, or continue to exist if it wasn't for, you know, that incredible work ethic and, you know, that unstoppable desire to succeed. I think they embody that, you know, they both, you know, come in day in, day out, work very closely with with us and with you know, everyone, they they touch everything in the company. And I think, you know, the reason that this business is, you know, alive today and and thriving today, despite, you know, a pandemic is because of, you know, those, you know, entrepreneurial values that that this company was was built on.
3: That's a great story. Quite often now, when you hear about jewelry brands, it's usually uh, celebrities trying to cash in on some using their brand name. So this is, This is great to hear. Yeah. And then kind of jumping into the marketing nitty-gritty, are there tools that you guys use or marketing automation tools that you guys live by and think it really helps you uh, run a successful marketing campaign?
1: Sure. I mean, I think, again, talking about how the importance of email um, definitely have to plug Klaviyo. they have really been a fantastic email partner for us, allowing us to build, um, personalization and automation into our relationship building efforts with our customers so that we're sending our customers the right message at the right time that is going to be most, the most appealing to them, um, to really, you know, cause we know obviously, all of us, right. Our inboxes are flooded with, with content every single day. And it's only the content that is interesting or engaging, um, that, it, that you're going to look at, right. Everything else, it's delete, maybe, or maybe it just gets buried, you know, I don't know, everyone handles email differently, but I think Clavio was an incredibly uh, important tool for us. Um, Shopify, obviously, you know, our e-commerce store is built on Shopify, um, certainly makes managing and scaling our operations um, very simple and accessible to a team that is not a team of developers, right? So, you know, you can take... Um, anyone and kind of run them through um, how the system works and how our store works and almost anyone can go in and and understand you know how to operate an e-commerce store at a high level through through their platform it's it's made e-commerce so much more accessible and I think for big and small brands alike and I know we fall you know somewhere in the middle of that end but it's certainly been a big part you know our transition to Shopify in the last couple years has been a big part of our continued growth into e-commerce
0: um I have to plug think, Asana.
1: Asana. Go
0: ahead Ken. That's a yeah. Asana is the most amazing digital checklist, but I mean from the branding and creative side, um, every single season or delivery starts in Asana and goes through these multi-level templates that we've created. And it's just such an incredible way to keep everyone accountable, keep all of our notes in one place, um, keep everything on a timeline. And there's different, um, you know, visual aspects that are really good for my team in particular who are visual by nature.
3: That's, that's, that's great. I haven't heard of that tool, but uh, email is something, you know, we got our start in. So I'm a, I'm a big person. It's no believer in email marketing as well so i'm glad to yeah we,
1: we actually have expanded there i think a lot of our again our, our our marketing stack revolves around how to enhance our relationship with customers i think one of the new um apps that we're working with is called endear and it's uh, more of a personalized messaging app through sms that is leveraged through our stores so our stores now and our stylists at our stores are now accessible via a specific phone number that an actual real person responds to and engages Not with. Um, and so it makes, you know, whereas emails, right, can be, and we, we try to, you know, blur the line as often as possible between, you know, individual personal, actual personal emails and kind of more broader emails that appeal to a, a larger, you know, segment of our audience. But this, you know, Deer allows us to really specifically create one-to-one threads where, you know, our team and our stylists and our people are actually communicating one-on-one with our retail customers specifically. Because I think that's one of the, you know, advantages that we have of being D2C and not just on e-commerce is that we have a tangible aspect to our brand. We have our stores and that store experience that, You know, we try as we might to embody it online. There's just nothing like being in one of our stores and engaging with, you know, our product, touching it, holding it, trying it on, um, being styled by, by one of our, you know, retail associates. And we wanted to, again, in light of the pandemic, we wanted to, with our stores being closed for a few months, we needed to figure out a way to communicate with those customers that are retail specific and continue to build that relationship and let them know, hey, we're still here. Um, you know, We still care, we still listen to you, we still want your feedback, we're, we're still online. Um, I think that was important for customers to hear from us and that, that app gave us the ability to do that authentically and in a way that you know offered that tangible and personal engagement that was missing while the stores were closed.
2: You know, one of the things that's resonating with me when you talk about it is uh, different from those larger brands that you see out there, the personal touch. You know, both of you mention it, you know, the personal touch, the personal experience of, of being a Goriana customer. So uh, I love hearing that. And, and we love at the marketing stir when, when, you know, you show love to tools and programs and software that are working well for you and making your job Uh, as marketers easier. So uh, I'm glad we talked about that. I want to go back to something that AJ mentioned there. AJ, you talked about a, you know, sometimes there's a celebrity out there who is doing his or own thing and has their own brand. But, you know, oftentimes you'll see a celebrity uh, just rocking, you know, the gear or rocking jewelry. Was there a moment that Goriana had where someone, uh, you know, of celebrity stature just happened to wear your jewelry and you're like, all right, check this out.
0: Yeah, I'll speak to that. Um, So there's been plenty over the years and then before uh, Kyle and I, I would say probably five or six years ago, there was a larger focus um, through an old PR firm that we had on celebrity product placement. Um, Recently, We've had Christina Applegate on that new show, Dead to Me. She wore our Parker necklace, which is our number one best-selling necklace. And um, that was awesome to see. We had so many customers on social reach out and tell us that they have the necklace or where can they get her necklace. So that was really awesome. Um, But I mean, personally, our focus isn't on celebrity. It is on our customers. And we go out of our way to repost our customers on social where we have over 200,000 followers and to really make them feel like they're the stars of the show. And it's way more impactful, I think, to see, you know, real live people wearing this jewelry and rocking it and styling it. So Mm -hmm. those are our celebrities, our customers.
2: I like Mm -hmm. that. You know, was it, was it an actual, uh, was it a name? Was it an actual initial that Christina Advocate wore? I watched that show.
0: No, she wore so in the first season she wore an older style called the Tanner Bar necklace, which is just a very simple bar, exactly like it sounds. And mm-hmm. then in the new season, she wore our Parker necklace, which is like a chain link style with the clasp that you can do the charms on. But she was no charms, charms free. Oh, okay.
2: Oh, <laughs> right, yeah. I watched that. So I did. Yeah. When we'll get to. You know, shows that we've binged later on in the program because there is a personal side to this podcast as well. Go ahead, AJ.
3: No, I was going to say, maybe if you wore the necklace, you could get retweeted.
0: So. Yeah, I'll repost you. Yeah. I'm our resident social media coordinator. You're looking at her. <laughs> that's, that's
2: awesome. Yeah, great. You know, but, you know, go ahead, AJ. You were saying.
3: Yes, I was curious kind of on the, uh, you know, it makes sense on the using email as a channel when it comes to the uh, D2C brand Uh, in terms of uh, when an individual comes into the store, which by by the way, I think it's great. I just saw an article, the last blockbuster is now a uh, Airbnb, so you can experience uh, 90s movies and kind of uh, spend the night there. So Uh, but uh, from the store experience point of view how do you guys find how hard is it to get them to share information back so they can be added back to your tools because a lot of clients we work with are traditional retailers and that's always a concern for them how do we collect information without you know looking like we want their email
0: Um, we have a a process in our stores and it's Very simple, it's at checkout. Um, Every customer is asked to fill out a customer care card. And uh, that's twofold for twofold reasons. The first is um, so that we can have their email and the girls do explain to them, you'll receive updates and information via email. It's so that they can receive catalogs when we're running a print catalog. And it's also so that our store managers can send them a personal thank you card if they're a new customer. And that's a handwritten thank you card so we have a pretty high percentage kyle i'm if i'm not mistaken of customers filling out those cards in stores so it hasn't been an issue for us
1: you know a lot of our messaging we like to phrase is between friends so we don't we're not some we're not bearing down on you or forcing specifically on you we're talking to you as a friend and look at this and i think that trust is embodied through our retail experience and our retail associates embody that trust and that approachability to where, you know, at checkout when, you know, we're asking for, you know, details and information, um, the customer is happy to provide that information because they feel like they've just made a good connection in the form of, you know, that individual stylist or that particular store resonated with them, or it could be as simple as, you know, what, they really love the product and the jewelry that they just purchased. And so I think there's that desire to build a relationship and our, and our, and our retail team is, does a great job of being the foundation for that connection. It all starts with them. And I think you know we, we can't you know, give them enough credit for really creating good customers um, for, our, for our brand.
3: And Kyle, did you have previous experience in this uh, industry?
1: Jewelry specifically? Right. No, um, I actually, I founded a digital marketing agency here in California seven or eight years ago and strangely enough was already a Goriana customer. I actually was gifted um, a Goriana bracelet way back in the day, I think in 2009 or 2010 back when, you know, there was a small um, um, unisex line uh, and... From that point on, I'd always paid attention to it because even me, I really liked the style, the accessibility you, see. you know, if you go into Neiman markets, for example, there are bracelets that are 600, 700, 800, a thousand dollars. And as a guy, you know, when you spend that kind of money, you're usually looking at a really nice watch, but you know, I've always been, you know, more of a bracelet guy and it spoke to me. And so I followed it, um, uh, for a long time afterward and always, you know, as a, you know, look to Goriana for gifting, gifting my mom, my family, my girlfriend. Uh, and, and, again, and it was because of that store experience, particularly where I would go into a store. And I think, you know, I lived in L.A. for such a long time. The Venice store was where I really liked to go. And Every time there was just a fantastic group of girls in there and I would tell them, you know, I'm shopping for this. And they would help, you know, they would help me figure it out and they would make it so easy for me to buy something that I knew she was going to love and gave me that confidence that I can't screw this up right now because (laughs) I have their help. And so it really made a big difference. But anyway, I I digress. I think, you know, somehow, um, I got connected with Jason, um, I think via one of our actually longtime consultants here at Goriana. And he connected, um, us with, with, with my agency and we could kind of work together, on a handful of projects over a few years from from email to paid search and then it got to a point where jason and i got really close and you know we thought it made sense for you know for me to come in and and lead the team from an e-commerce and marketing perspective and and kenneth did you know over the
2: brand uh you know in college and and before that
0: um, I did not. However, when I moved, so I went to college in Boston on the East Coast and then moved out to California, became a Goriana customer because I lived in Laguna at the time. So I walked past the store all the time, popped in. I also would gift our products, specifically our Power Gemstone Bracelet, which is one of our um, like lowest price points, I think at $38. I had interned in all fashion positions in college, so I wasn't sure how I landed in B2B. <laughs> yeah. And um, met Jason as well, um, just through a mutual acquaintance, had a few lunches, and I think six months later, um, came in and helped him start a brand new marketing department from the ground up. So when he hired me, it was just me. I started as a marketing coordinator, which um, meant everything. And mm-hmm. then um, was promoted into marketing manager. I started hiring a team under me. Um, they so graciously gave me the content and creative team, which is what I wanted so badly. Cause I, I knew the two had to be linked. And then uh, Kyle came on about a year later and has really led us to new heights since.
2: That's awesome. and. Is there a, you know, a message or a, you know, advice you would give uh, other e-commerce companies right now, you know, just in general and especially maybe during this time, uh, you know, getting out of the pandemic and getting into brighter, you know, pastures, just some advice there.
1: I think at a high level, you know, listening to your customers, I think is one of the most important things you can do and figuring out a way to get their feedback. Obviously we have a pretty big social presence and we're able to capture a lot of feedback through social media, but I think a lot of listening can be done through data. I think that's the great part about e-commerce is that there are so many things to measure and to track. And if you really dive into customers' behavioral traits and understanding what they like to purchase, Um, where they like to purchase it, how much they like to spend, what they like to purchase together um, always points you in a pretty good direction for what to do next and how to create more good customers based off of, you know, um, the good customers that we have. I think that's really the foundation of everything that we do is that we have a really big audience and lucky for us at this point to have it and we've gotten to this point, but for anyone just, you know, getting started, I would say you really have to focus on who are your, your users, who are your customers and who are the best ones, who, who come back frequently, what do they say, and really giving them a one-to-one platform, you know, reach out to them individually. I talk, you know, we, we talk to customers on an individual basis a lot of the time because it makes them feel special and there we're gonna learn more from them about who they are, what they like, that allow us, that influences where we should be, you know, should we advertise in magazines? Should we be on TV? Um, Should we be on TikTok? You know, there's all these different mediums, right, and messages, and, you know, we really want to personalize the experience towards our customers, and they really help kind of shed, you know, if you know where to look, um, they will really help you, you know, direct your efforts where you want to go
0: yeah to piggyback off that, I was gonna say almost the same thing, but just I would highly suggest nurturing your community, even if it's five customers or five people. i think I mean, we respond, for example, on social to every single customer. we personally respond to them, and I think that especially during a pandemic, especially when everyone is is nervous and and you know we want to build that loyalty. You have to not only nurture, but cultivate a sense of community and a sense of belonging. So.
3: And for, have you guys considered doing any sort of loyalty program? Is that on the horizon at all?
0: Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you even say it, Kyle. <laughs> he
1: knows I want to them. tell you guys everything, but I can't, I can't. It's, you know, it's been a long time in development. We're working on it really hard and, uh, um yeah stay tuned
0: that's a really amazing name you'll know it when it comes out
3: <laughs> sounds I like, like a breaking news story i know that's it we're it was... marketers
0: we can't we have to keep you fascinated <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> i thought we'd
2: it to break some news on the marketing stir here aj we'll have to wait we'll have to wait <laughs> yeah.
3: and then uh in terms of kind of you know how your personal lives have been during the pandemic have uh have you guys picked up any new hobbies or Anything uh, different as you're working from home?
0: Uh, Um, Sure. Go ahead, Kenneth. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I'm getting ready to be a dad. So that's basically been, you know, my focus. You know, my daughter will be here in just, you know, four or five weeks. Uh, Awesome. Congrats. Also, um, by the time I imagine, you know, this hits the air, I'll I'll have a little baby girl. And so Mm -hmm. everything external from work, Has revolved around you know getting ready for her, and it's um, you know there are certain blessings in disguise. I mean, I've got to spend so much more time at home and with my girlfriend, and to make sure that she and you know our child are good and healthy and progressing through pregnancy really well. And Mm -hmm. I think even more exciting is you know work from home again. I'm sure everyone listening can empathize. Has its pros and cons, um, and I certainly, for one, I mean, our office is in Laguna Beach. You know, Ken and I are very lucky. Lucky, you know, I know she takes the same route I do to work. We drive down the beach, down PCH, and I, I know I can speak for both of us when we generally miss that drive to and from work every day because it's one of the best commutes that there is. Um, but you know, it's exciting to me that you know, working from home, I'll be here. At least, you know, for the early going, um, to support, you know, her and the baby and to make sure that they have everything they need. I feel so blessed and and kind of grateful in a sense that, you know, I get to have, um, I get to be close to the experience as opposed to, you know, being a dad who's very devoted to work, but is away all the time because, you know, we do, you know, Ken, I can tell you we work a long hours, um, but the fact that, you know, there's the ability to have a little bit of balance is really great. And I'm excited
0: for it. Yeah, I
3: totally agree.
0: Oh, go
3: ahead. I was just going to ask, have you been using that uh, cycle in the background much? You know,
1: I, I, <laughs> I have more lately. I I more did... I took some time he off. He's full of it. He's oh, well, full of it. I, yeah.
0: He has never gotten on it. He <laughs> bought it months yeah. ago.
1: Well, the dad bod is right? coming,
2: Kyle, so you better get on it. AJ I and I can tell you. I
0: mean, Why do you think dad I'm dad wearing bot.
2: black? I, the dad bod is very much under here.
0: You know? Hey, a dad <laughs> bot is in, guys. It
2: is in. Life. I know. I read that today that the dad bod it's is in. It's
0: in. It's in. Have you guys That's seen awesome. Leo?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lee, I know. Yeah, I know. I won't. Well, Leo, he's at a different level. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, it
2: doesn't matter what Leo looks jewelry like. jewelry
3: right? and dad buds. That's what we need. It's, that's,
1: it's the quarantine 19. And uh, yeah, well, I've, yeah. Uh, I've put it on, definitely. <laughs> but that, okay. well,
3: congrats,
1: I, I don't add any more to it.
2: You know, c- congratulations on that. You know, my, my wife and I, we welcomed our uh, second child the little boy back in April oh, and congrats. yeah thank you and it's the same thing uh, Kyle I'll echo it's, it's amazing so congratulations you're gonna love it by thank the time you. this podcast comes out you're gonna be very tired so uh <laughs> but it's awesome and you know and and being at home I mean I'm in my office now but being at home for a majority of that time and even you know AJ very much encouraging that don't go into the office stay home man you know uh, we had it was it was great. You, you're closer to uh, you know your your ch- your child and in my case children. So that's awesome. What about yourself, Kenna?
0: Um, I mean, same thing, really. I'm not preparing for a child, but <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I like, <laughs> my, <laughs> um, but I think to Kyle's point, we both um, uh, good and bad are workhorses. So we used to spend and. Incredible amounts of time at our office, which was beautiful, but I think such an incredible blessing from this season is getting to switch up the scenery. And um, for me, as a creative, that's been incredibly helpful. So, being able to um, really craft my day in the in the way that I want it to, and you know, uh, Goriana and Jason are. so understanding you know when I tell them like I need some space I got to go for a walk I I need those creative juices flowing like don't call me. Um, I you know I'm able to walk down to the beach or um, take a hike and really recenter so I think I mean I hobby wise I'm really trying to make myself become a runner but big-picture wise um, (laughs) just using this season to really lean into the little things and what matters and cultivating my own re- relationship and my own friendships and, um, yeah, really being grateful for the things that we have.
2: That, that's awesome. Uh, and speaking of, you know, things, uh, you know, on, on the horizon, can you share with us anything? I know, uh, certain things you may not be able to sh- share with us in the loyalty program, but you know, moving into uh, you know the the end of the year here, is there sure. anything new that you know goriana is is launching that has uh, coming up?
1: Two new stores. Um I think you know, big storyline for us, actually three new stores. Um, you know, that we're growing through the pandemic responsibly of of, of course, um, but we have three new stores this fall. Um, Valley Fair in San Jose just opened. Uh, a week ago, and we also opening at um, in Marin at Corte Madera, and at in Palo Alto at the Stanford Shopping Center. So those are kind of the big new things as a brand. Um, that we, you know we're so excited to be in a position to um, integrate ourselves, our, our brand into new communities. I think you know, and and despite what's going on, it's I think it's really special for us that we have that opportunity to continue to grow. And then we have such a fantastic, you know, retail and operations team that is able to bring everything to life um, despite the significant challenges and hurdles that, are, that exist right now.
0: Yeah, they're incredible. And then our product team has also been working insanely hard um, and they're a limited team now as well, but we'll be having new arrivals um, this week and then for the remainder of the month, and then into October, and then again in November. So we used to drop product once every four months. Now we're dropping it monthly. So everybody can stay tuned for that. There's going to be some awesome, awesome giftable items for the holidays.
2: Very nice. LinkedIn, right? People often reaching out to you, trying to, you know, you guys both in marketing, right? So people are always after you, by the way, Kyle, you still haven't, you know, accepted my request on LinkedIn, but we'll get to that. Maybe this will help. Uh, You know, what's a message that people, you know, that you want and you'll respond to on LinkedIn and then what do you hate? And then that's our marketing stir question we always ask
1: people. The most important thing is that it's short and to the point. You know, I get messages or emails all the time where they're just doing too much and people are trying to tell you every single thing about their product or service. And honestly, there's only one person that I'll read a novel email from and he's my boss. He's Jason, you know, the CEO of the company, because when he has something to say, it's really important. Um, and so you know, I make sure I digest every single word and syllable. Uh, but everyone, else, I mean, just like you guys and Kenneth, you know, there's we get hundreds of emails every single day, and if, if it needs to be something that's short and easily digestible and straight to the point, and it helps if they know who we are, mm-hmm. and it helps if I can tell that it's personal and that they actually know that we're a jewelry brand and that we're not selling, you know, baseballs or sports equipment or you know so they have actually done their homework they understand who we are what we represent what we're trying to do and maybe some obstacles that they have done the research and they know that we might be facing if you know if they have that little bit of empathy but i mean if honestly the biggest thing i mean even if it's a terrible product if the email is less than three sentences i'll probably read it um so if you can pitch your service or your product or anything, connect with someone and, you know, three or four sentences or less, you give yourself the best chance of being heard as opposed to, you know, if you send someone a long email, it looks like work and it doesn't look like anything that was on my agenda to do today, so. Yeah, and
0: I think-
3: How many sentences did you send him, Vincent?
1: Uh, You know, yeah, no, I I thought
2: I was in. We, you know, Kyle and I had a relationship. He's just a busy guy. You get your launching products, every month now. So, um, I thought I was in there, but uh, I'll find,
1: I'll find, find uh, it. Look, uh, we, we know each
2: other now in real life. That's more important than <laughs> LinkedIn. Go yeah. ahead, Kenna. And then I'll wrap it up.
0: Oh, just really quickly. I think another one that I will answer um especially in today's day and age is when another brand reaches out about a partnership or if they have a question like hey we saw you ran this on dojo mojo or we saw you did this on instagram how did that go for you i will get a couple of those a month and i think it's always important to pay it forward
1: I go, all that's right that's actually a great one Ken. i think you know those are actually my favorite calls externally of you know our team or talking to other brands um, whether their brands are working with or partnering together or not. I think there's just like this podcast, right? There's a lot to learn from what other people are doing. And I think as marketers, you know, we're constantly striving to learn more to discover what's next. And I think, you know, it's, it's a cool little marketing community that you guys are building and mm-hmm. happy we're a part of it now and look forward to staying tuned to see, you know, what we can learn from, you know, your next guest.
2: Yeah, no, we appreciate it. And we appreciate both of your times. Uh, That's Kyle Brucaleri. She's Kenna Cooper. (laughs) I'm Vincent Petrofessa. That's AJ Gupta. This is The Marketing Stir. This has been amazing. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you. I'm going to get my wife an L charm. She loves stuff with her name on it. Uh, Yeah, but (laughs) this has been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you out there for listening and watching. We really appreciate the feedback and the viewership. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email us at themarketingstir@stirista.com. Thanks for listening.